BYU's ongoing preparations for Big 12 play continue as they restructure inside the athletic department. What to make of that? What does it mean for the future of BYU football in particular? We'll get into that. We'll also talk about what's going on with BYU Media, some of the other odds and ends we didn't get to, as well as some news with regards to future scheduling for BYU. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. The Jimmer going back to the hardwoods to play basketball once again. You'll find out where, as well as two BYU soccer standouts getting an international opportunity. We've got all of that ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. By way of introduction for any of you who might be checking us out for the first time, my name is Jake Hatch. As I stated previously, I work for the KSL Sports Zone, formerly the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, working with DJ and PK in the morning as their executive producer, but I'm Moonlight here as your BYU insider talking all things Cougars every single day. So thank you for taking the time to download and or watch the show, whether it's on YouTube or one of the traditional podcast providers out there. Thank you for taking the time to check us out. All right, let's dive right in on today's show, and we're going to talk about corporate restructuring. Oh, that sounds exciting. Well, it involves BYU athletics, involves BYU football in particular. Earlier this week, and it's something I haven't had a chance to touch on quite yet. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo announced that he is restructured inside the BYU Athletic Department. He has named three senior associate athletic directors, those three being David Almodova, Dallin Moody, and Trevor Wilson. All three of them are longtime employees in the BYU Athletic Department, and all three of them will now essentially serve as, I would say, corporate vice presidents for uh, comparison's sake, under Tom Homo and Brian Santiago's leadership. Tom Homo obviously being BYU's athletic director, Brian Santiago as the deputy athletic director. The other associate athletic directors, which all three of Almodova, Moody, and Wilson previously were, will now report to those three gentlemen who in turn will report to Tom Homo, and I'm guessing in some cases to uh, Brian Santiago. I think the biggest thing here is that my initial reaction was saying, Tom, why are you adding another level of bureaucracy? Any of you who are longtime listeners here uh, to me know that I am no fan of all the different people that decisions at BYU have to go through, and that includes includes university leadership inside the athletic department alone. There are enough levels that it has to go through. And then by the way, as a church sponsored institution sponsored by the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a lot of those decisions had coaching type stuff has to go all the way to Salt Lake city with the board of trustees who are in Salt Lake and church leadership. There are so many people here that have to have a say on things, whether they need to or not, that I would just kind of wonder, okay, Tom, what are you doing here? But I think the idea of it is, is to streamline the processes as BYU gets ready to go into the Big 12 just over a year from now. It's crazy to think it's that coming that quickly, but at the same time, it's going to be here before you know it in many ways. So uh, Tom Homo's quote, and it's a very lengthy quote here. I'm going to read at least part of it here. Maybe I'll read the entire thing. He says, quote, this is from the release from BYU. While these changes, speaking of the uh, restructuring, won't completely overhaul our day-to-day operations as they are now in BYU athletics, they will increase 
efficiencies for us dramatically and be an essential part of our future success. Now, in terms of efficiencies, I think the idea is Tom Homo doesn't have to have, I think there's 14 associate athletic directors at one point on BYU staff. There's a lot of people who have a lot of different titles. So to be able to streamline that, where these three essentially will go into meetings with Tom Homo, he'll say, okay, give me the bare bones information that I need to know about of our day-to-day stuff inside of what you guys are responsible for. Don't give me all the fluff. Just give me the nuts and bolts of what I need to know. And I think that's what he's looking for. He wants to kind of streamline everything and make it easier on him, but also make it easier on everybody else. Now, the other part of this here in this quote is I want to read this. These changes at the top of our leadership structure will set us up for success as we look to enter the Big 12 in a position of strength. We'll never look exactly like another athletic department. BYU is different. We all know this if you're a BYU fan. And we will continue to be different and operate in the ways that are best for us and in line with our unique mission and vision. But as we've proven over the years, our uniqueness will not hold us back from being successful. In fact, it is what ultimately make us the most successful that we can be. Now, Tom, I think, understands the whole vision and mission of BYU athletics. We do know that they operate in a different way. The one thing I want to pass along to you guys that maybe some of you out there saw this and like, what is going on here? I want you guys to actually know about the name of Keith Vorkink. And some of you may know this name, some of you may not. He is the academic, uh, no, not the academic. He is the advancement vice president under BYU University president Kevin Worthen. Uh, Vorkink is a former dean at the BYU Marriott School of Business, a very, very bright mind. But he is actually kind of the linchpin, I think, that has really helped BYU athletics begin to really invest in heavy doses in relative to what they previously have done as they get ready for the big 12. He is a business guy. He understands spreadsheets. He understands the ledger that needs to be balanced. He understands that investment is the key to BYU athletics, being able to go into the big 12 and be on an equal footing as much as humanly possible. There's obviously going to be some deficiencies out there, but making sure that the athletic department is in the best position it can be. Now, BYU Athletics is not subsidized by the LDS Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or BYU as a university. It is a separate entity that operates on the money that it generates for itself. It eats what it kills, uh, to use that expression. I use it all the time. But I think the biggest thing is Keith Vorkink, he understands BYU Athletics needs to have the investment at the level, the the, the quote-unquote unprecedented level that BYU went to to keep Kalani Sitake in uh, house as BYU's football head coach. Well, I think Keith Vorkink had a key part in this. And I think that right now, BYU Athletics maybe, and this is just my opinion, some of you may feel free to disagree, I think BYU Athletics is about as well-funded and well-run as it ever has been. There have been some other advancement vice presidents previous to uh, President Vorking who have come in, or VP Vorking, whatever you want to call him, coming, that have come in and had maybe different visions for what BYU Athletics is supposed to do. I think Tom Homo is in lockstep with BYU University leadership, especially Kevin Worthen, who formerly was the advancement vice president, and by the way, is a sports guy at heart. Kevin Worthen loves BYU athletics. Having a guy like Keith Vorkink, who is a business guy, understands dollars and cents and just the overall unique mission and what BYU athletics can do, I think right now, 
BYU Athletics is maybe in the best position it possibly could be in going into the Big 12 because it's got leadership that is in lockstep with one another. There have been times that Tom Homo and university leadership have not seen eye to eye on things. I'm not going to pull back the entire curtain and spill all the dirty secrets, but just believe me when I say it. There have been times when there has been some animus between those two entities. Right now, they're all on the same page. I think Tom Homo, he's just trying to streamline the process here, and obviously, it's going to filter on down to the players themselves, the student athletes, the coaches, the support staff, the the students that are part of the BYU athletic department. Everybody's got to be working together. But I think that Tom Homo and the BYU brain trust at the university level and even at the church level going up to Salt Lake with the board of trustees, they are working in concert with one another versus one entity thinking they should do one thing while another entity thinks this. Maybe a third entity over here is like, well, no, we're doing this. They're all in lockstep, it appears to me. And obviously, they can get out of lockstep very easily if one feels like another one needs to uh, get back into sync. But uh, right now, as best I can tell, just over a year away from BYU officially becoming members of the Big 12, I think BYU's in a fantastic position. So... This is a very interesting thing that Tom Homo adding another level of bureaucracy uh, on its head looks a little bit weird, but everything I have heard, all of the stuff I am hearing coming out of BYU right now is positive, and I think that BYU is in about as good a position right now as they possibly could hope for as they prepare for Big 12 membership. So I'm not going to bore you with all the different details of what these guys oversee. Speaking of David Almodova, Dellen Moody, and uh, Trevor Wilson, the one other thing, uh, by the way, on the Dellen Moody front, I'll add this along. He actually served as the previously as a special assistant to Tom Homo for football scheduling. His job on a pretty much daily basis was to go out and schedule games for BYU when they they were independent. So they've restructured him, got him into a new position, but there is some good stuff happening for BYU athletics. I'm actually very bullish on BYU as they get ready for Big 12 play. Uh, we're about 370 some odd days away. It's crazy. It's coming fast. By the way, a week from today, we're doing a special edition of the podcast. A year away. It'll be 365 days away from today. It'll be J- July 1, 2022. We're going to look a year into the future and what needs to be accomplished for BYU to get themselves ready for Big 12 play. We'll have that for you guys, like I said, a week from Friday. So stay tuned for that. But coming up here in just a minute, some more from BYU uh, AD Tom Homo. Some news out there with regards to his opinion on how the Big 12 should operate, as well as some scheduling news. We'll get to that, and later on, we'll obviously talk about the Jimmer getting back onto the hardwoods. Where's that going to be? We'll get to all of that here momentarily. First, though, a word on our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball scores. Bet Online continues to be your source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. If you want to get in on the over/under for BYU's win totals, it's eight and a half still right now at BetOnline.net. Take advantage of that, my friends. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy of BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to point here to the lower right corner of the of the video. There's a click here for more podcasts. It subscribes you to the channel. Please enable notifications. Like the show. 
leave comments, questions in the comments section. Love your guys' interaction. There's a community aspect to the Locked On Cougars page on YouTube I need to utilize more fully. We'll get into that. Uh, but thank you for your support as always. All right, let's talk a little more about BYU AD Tom Homo. He was on with Sikkim 365 Radio, which covers the Baylor Bears in Waco, Texas. I have been on that show myself. David Smoke and the crew down there, they do an incredible job covering Baylor, but also covering the Big 12. Tom Homo was on with them and made this quote. Uh, for someone who has not been in a conference for a number of years, but has watched and seen what the Big 12 and the various conferences have done with their divisions or not with the Big 12, I think it's the best thing to not have divisions. And I look now and I see that a number of other conferences are going without divisions. I feel it's in the personal best interest of the Big 12 to not have divisions. Tom Homo, thank you for saying that. He already revealed earlier this week at BYU Football Media Day that they will have a nine-game conference schedule in the Big 12. Get rid of divisions. You want your best two teams playing for a Big 12 championship if that's what you're ultimately going to opt for. Get rid of the divisions. There's no easy way to split them in the Big 12. And I'm not saying that's ultimately going to happen because obviously he could be voted down. The other Big 12 ADs out there could decide that divisions are in their best interest. But I think right now... BYU is in the right, in speaking of Tom Homo, saying that we don't want divisions here. We just want to go out and play. And I, you're going to have to probably do like a pod system or some way to schedule uh, groups of three or four that you'll have a, essentially a pod that you play against, but also look around at the other conference. Uh, by the way, I do want to give a shout out to Jeff Hansen and Garrett McClintock over at the Give Them Help Bergen podcast. Those guys do an absolute killer job. I never miss their show. They do fantastic work. Jeff brought up, actually, I think the guy, the team that I want BYU to become rivals with the most, and that's UCF. I know there's no natural connection with one team in Orlando, Florida, and one in, the, in Salt Lake City, Utah, in theory, but we all know it, and my wife and I are, are guilty of this. BYU fans, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they love going to Disney World. So, you know what? Why not make UCF and BYU rivals? They've had some pretty classic games during the independent era for BYU, and you know what? I'm okay with that. If I can go to Orlando in late November, I'm okay with that. So I am all in favor of UCF becoming BYU's rival. There are other people who will say that TCU should take that over. It should be Baylor. I'm actually in lockstep with Jeff and Garrett saying that UCF should be the team that BYU targets as their quote-unquote new in-conference rival, and that'd be kind of fun there. Now, on the scheduling front, uh, BYU and Stanford have canceled four of their future football games they had scheduled. There was originally a six-game slate scheduled between the two of them. The 2020 contest, which was supposed to be the first one, was canceled, obviously, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. They will play this season in Stanford. That'll be the season finale for BYU out there in Palo Alto. But games in 2025, 2026, 2028, and 2035 have all been canceled. There will be one game still on the books in Provo for BYU in 2031. We'll see if that ultimately comes to fruition. But Stanford was actually able to make a pretty quick pivot, and they added San Jose State in a home-and-home. They're going to go to San Jose twice in this series, uh, the, the 2025, 2026, 2028, and 2035. So San Jose State stepping in to cover for BYU, but you're going to see more and more of these as they come along. I think BYU will actually be pretty amenable to helping broker deals like this. They'll be sure to say, okay, here's the deal. We need to get out of this, but we have School X over here who may be interested. And San Jose and uh, Stanford, it's a pretty natural setup considering they're both in Northern California. It's a short trip for each of those teams. Obviously, Stanford has more to lose going to San Jose, but when you've been Stanford and you've been down a little bit less, a little bit, can you really, can beggars really be choosers? I guess at the power five level you can, but 
I think things are looking all right for BYU. And I, I am interested to see who that third team is on the 2023 schedule. Tom Homo telling the media that they have an agreement in place, but not a contract. I am of the opinion that I think UNLV is the natural fit. Uh, even if you uh, decide to go play UNLV at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, I'd be okay with that. If you can if you can guarantee that in the first year, if they're going to go with that nine-game conference schedule in 2023, if BYU gets the five home games, it's going to be a split season each year. You're going to have, whether it's four or five home games in Big 12 play. If BYU can start out with the five home games in 2023, they can get the Big 12 to do that. I'd be okay if you want to play UNLV in theory in that season opener and you have to you go down to Las Vegas and play it at Allegiant Stadium. I'm okay with that. We all know that BYU fans, you will travel in droves to Las Vegas. There are droves of BYU fans already in the greater Las Vegas area, Henderson, etc. I think that's actually not a bad thing. If I'm BYU, I'm targeting more and more playing big name opponents and even UNLV on the occasional basis in Las Vegas. That is a home away from home. It's a home field advantage for BYU. Just happens to be six and a half hours south of Provo. It's, that's the cool thing about what Las Vegas has become for BYU. Take advantage of it. Make Vegas a cougar town. Tell the Pac-12 to take a hike. Make it a BYU town. Paint it blue. I think that actually be a, a master stroke if you're BYU. But We'll see. Uh, the agreement is in place. According to Tom Homo, they got to get the deal signed, sealed, and delivered, get the money worked out, signatures on contracts. You guys you guys know how it operates. It, it's a little bit of a slow process, but it's a positive to hear Tom Homo say that an agreement is already in place, and I would assume that an announcement will be made shortly after uh, that contract finally gets signed or to leak out, at least, from BYU. All right, final uh, few notes as we round up the week here in just a moment. We need to talk about two BYU women's soccer standouts getting an opportunity to go play internationally. BYU basketball legend Jimmer Fredette, he'll be hitting the hardwoods again. And why in the world was Eli Manning in Provo, Utah, of all places? Got all that and more here in just a moment, but first a word on our friends. This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. I want you guys to check out Rock Auto. It's a really unique website. It's kind of an old-school website, but super easy to navigate. I feel like anybody can navigate it, even my grandmother, who probably would struggle with it, but she would still get her way through it. That's the best part about what Rock Auto's got for you guys. It helps you save time and money when using their resource. Why would you willingly choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For an example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, just $216 from Rock Auto. There's no question, my friends, you need to give it a shot. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer and they got everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and check it out, my friends. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Give us some help, though. Make sure you're right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. I have used Rock Auto. I've repaired multiple things on my car via their website. It's actually a really, really cool thing. Helps you kind of take control back and help you take care of your own ride. So give it a shot. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck or SUV will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, before we go here on B, uh, on the Friday edition of Locked On Cougars, I'm going to say BYU, but before we go, let's talk about some of the other news out there in BYU athletics. Well, BYU welcomed Eli Manning, the two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback for the uh 
<laughs> the New York Giants, duh. I came to BYU recently, and there were a lot of people out there. He, he tweeted a picture with Jim McMahon and Ty Detmer, and he said, he tweeted this, this is getting ridiculous. Everywhere I go, more football players, Jim McMahon and Ty Detmer. Well, we found out the reason I came via a quote tweet from Jim McMahon. It said, a fun day at BYU football with these two. Check out Eli's Places, streaming on ESPN Plus this fall. And he uh, tagged Ty Detmer in it from Jim McMahon. So they're doing an Eli's Places episode about BYU quarterbacks. Of course, if you're going to have the Heisman Trophy winner as well as Jim McMahon, that's a really cool thing. So Eli Manning came to Provo, Utah. I cannot wait to see this. It's a, a spinoff of his older brother, speaking of Eli Payton's Places, where he talks to more pro sports athletes. Eli's Places is focused on college and college football in particular. So pretty cool stuff. I'd stay tuned for that later on this fall. So always good to have Eli in town, but... I'll admit, when I saw that picture, I'm like, what in the world is Eli Manning doing here? And obviously, his nephew, Arch Manning, just committed to Texas. Could BYU be facing Arch Manning in a matchup in Big 12 play next year or the year after that? We'll have to wait and find out. All right, other notes before we go here. The Vaca Twins from the BYU Women's Soccer Program are headed to Fiji uh, later in July, so July 10th, to compete with the Tongan Women's National Team in the OFC Women's Nations Cup 2022. Uh, that would be Leveni and Daviana Vaca. They are standout players for BYU Women's Soccer, obviously making that run to the College Cup final a year ago before falling short. That cup uh, event will be taking place from July 13th through the 30th with the nine-member associations taking part in a bid to earn qualification into the FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand in 2023. So that's a fantastic opportunity for the Vaca Twins. Cannot wait to see this. It's going to be sweet to have that. Uh, they have been on the BYU soccer roster since 2019. Leveni is going to be a junior this season, and Daviana will be a sophomore since she redshirted in 2019. They will obviously be participating in this cup and then coming back almost immediately, two weeks after they would get back in theory if they make the deep run into this tournament. The women's soccer season gets underway, but I don't think they'd have it any other way. Soccer players love to play as often as possible, and I don't think the Vaca Twins are any different, so congratulations to them. And then our final note here, the Jimmer. Jimmer Fredo will return to basketball and play in the basketball tournament coming up next month. He will headline the money team in the basketball tournament. You're going to be joined by a former pair of Utah Jazz players in Jeremy Evans as well as Trevor Booker. The uh, money team actually made a pretty deep run last year, making it to the quarterfinals, if I'm not mistaken here. Uh, Fredette told ESPN... Quote, I'm going to get out and play again and have fun. My brother, general manager TJ Fred, is part of getting the team together. It should be a lot of fun to get back out on the court again and play competitive basketball. TJ Fredette, man, he is at every level of basketball. I, I man, props to him. But uh, he has played, speaking of Jimmer, has played, he has played in the TBT before, leading Team Fredette to the quarterfinals in 2018. Had 41 points in one of those games in 2018. Uh, but BYU, uh, will obviously be rooting, BYU fans will be rooting on Jimmer in this. Trevor Booker and Jeremy Evans playing on this team. Brandon Crawford, uh, let's see who else is on this team. It's uh, Jordan Crawford as well. So there's some decent players. It's a, it's a $1 million tournament, winner take all. Many of you have seen it. It has the Elam ending in it. It's a 64-team field, and you got to win it if you want to win anything. If you don't, you fall out, it's zero dollars. So the guys are playing really for the love of the game in many ways, but also for the hope of winning that million dollar in uh, paycheck and be able to split it amongst the teammates. But always good to see the Jimmer back on the court. I do wonder how much longer he is going to play hoops competitively, but in the basketball tournament, it's only like a month-long deal, so might as well take advantage of it as, as much as possible. I'd love nothing more than to see Jimmer for dead. I know this is probably a little bit of a long shot, but Rucker Park in New York City, the famed outdoor court, is actually going to host uh, some of the, the first and second round uh, tournament games. I would love to see Jimmer playing at Rucker Park. I'm just saying, he's from New York. 
I think it'd be a really unique connection. I know he's from upstate New York, Glens Falls, but still. Give me the Jimmer at Rucker Park. That's what I want to see. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. That's going to round out the week here. Just a heads up for you guys coming up next week. I am headed on vacation starting tomorrow. I will not return until the following Saturday, but... I've got a whole week of podcasts. I have pre-recorded them all. Did a lot of work at BYU Media Day to get this ready for you guys. We will not leave you high and dry without BYU content over the next week. Some great one-on-one interviews. I'm actually going to have an exclusive one-on-one conversation. We're supposed to have it with Corbin Kafusi. So stay tuned for all that all next week. Thank you for your support of the podcast as always. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make our friends over the Locked On Big 12 podcast your second listen. Josh Neighbors does a great job covering BYU's new conference home get that free and available wherever you get your podcast just like this one until monday have a great weekend we will talk to you guys again soon this has been the locked on cougars podcast see ya